It's time to gather together. Hi there, I'm Yelta, and I'll be buying the first round while we chat about Final Fantasy XIV. This is episode 246. Pull up a chair and join us. On the menu tonight, developer's blog, Final Fantasy Backstage Investigators number 8. Regarding the non-participation slash taunting behavior during PvP, Patch 6.11 notes, Patch 6.1 Newfound Adventure Special Site update, Companion app updated, Final Fantasy XIV updated, the Lodestone updated, actions taken against in-game RMT and other illicit activities, announcing the winners of the Weapon Design Contest, Housing Lottery System Issue, follow-up number five, uh, and Final Fantasy was updated and hot-fixed on the 28th. But first, let's shoot the shit what has been going on this week. Hey, Carrie. Hey, sis. How's it going? It is going good. Uh, we are without Mr. Rubicon Vale today. It's just the Sumizu sisters. So, uh, we are Rubyless once again. <laughs> yes. Rubyless once again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, so how was your week? What you been up to? Well, I did what I think probably most people did the last week or two. Um, I did the main storyline quest. Um, and I think we're going to hold off talking. Well, we could talk about that a little bit. But um, so I did that. I unlocked the new 24 man, but I haven't gone in yet. Dicked around with some more glamour stuff. Did a little fashion show with Yelta on our glamours back and forth. And that was really fun. <laughs> and then I did normal dailies cackpot. And I played some trip, some cards. And I, um, well, one thing that was interesting, you and I actually did a little housing hunt. Um, we went into Gridania cause that's where we want a house and we looked through all the different wards and we looked at all the different houses and saw what was available and we're trying to decide whether we wanted to bid on any of them or not. And we didn't end up bidding on anything, right? Well, nothing's up, right? They, I, I don't even think it's recovered from its first fuck up. I don't even, yeah. I, I think, I don't think the second round hasn't happened or I don't know. Yeah, so the timer says it's not in. I looked last night that it says it's not in any. It's waiting for results, or I don't remember. Yes, yeah, it said waiting for results last night. I remember. So, yep. Um, so we haven't gotten to do anything with it yet, but it was exciting to me to see how many people have actually moved out of Gridania. And I'm hoping more will go so it'll open up a slot for Yelta because I know there's like two or three slots that we would be willing to move into. Um, and again, Yelta moving, not me. Cause I'm, you know, just <laughs> your little leech decorator. So <laughs> I, I need that though. It would be fun. That That'd be really fun. Um, but yeah, that's about all I got into. Um, what did you get up to? Um, I, uh, I, I think, I think last time we recorded, I was said that I was working on the studium quests. I finished the studium quest quest line and that was, that's all right. It kind of give more, you know, story for some NPCs in uh Charlian. It was alright. Mm-hmm. Uh I did get Sage to ninety. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I ran dungeons and twenty four mans and roulettes and uh, whatever on it and it was fine. I don't think anybody died too much. <laughs> <laughs> At least not that didn't deserve it. There were there were a couple times I that I might not even have been on my stage. I can't remember. No, it was on my stage. I bumped into somebody and uh, did, oh no, I think it, well, yeah, I bumped into somebody and they were with their friend and I ran ran a dungeon with them and uh, the tank 
was squishy, but that's okay. I'm used to squishy tanks. And then I'm watching very closely, not one defensive cooldown the entire dungeon. Not one. And he was doing like multiple pulls, which is not abnormal, right? You know, you usually pull a couple pot packs, you know, single one, his friend was a black mage, right? So pulling single packs with a black mage is just a sad Should be thing. cake, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, yeah. You, sh- you, you, you want more mobs, you know. No, it's, for sure. That's yeah. a single pull yeah. should be cakewalk so super yeah, easy. Yeah, you know, you sh- and, and you don't want to do, you don't want to do single pulls if you get, you know, anyone with AoE. And I think everybody has AoEs at low levels now. Yeah. So, so you want at least six mobs. And, um, so anyway, so then I'm, I'm, I'm so the tank's not using cooldowns. And he's like almost dying, and then I started. I couldn't. I couldn't even do any damage, right? And uh, not hardly in any way. And then I noticed the black mages literally only casting Blizzard. No. Yes. No, no, no. Yes. So. Um, so okay. That's the. So finally, the fourth person in the dungeon just piped up and said. So, um, Black Mage, do you mind if I give you some advice? And they just very basically said, the ice spell is for the phase where you're recuperating MP. You should be casting, you know, fire on a single target and fire, is it fire two on groups of mobs? And then, you know, you can use your lightning dot, but you really only need to be casting... Any Essentially ice teaching basic rotation yeah, to this guy yeah. right and in the dungeon. And it's like in the dungeon. Uh, the, the guy did did actually start casting fire spells at that point. Uh, I, I mentioned to the tank, you should have some cross-class... Is it... What are they called? Whatever. Yeah, those, like, roll like, actions cross, or whatever. Yeah, roll. So the yeah. roll the roll abilities, I'm like, I, I'm like, there's one that starts with an R. I know it's on there. I'm like, just use that. I don't, there's like two cooldowns on there that you can use. <laughs> he claimed, he claimed he couldn't use them. He put it on his bar and he couldn't use it. It wouldn't go off. And I'm that like, doesn't make sense. that's not true. This is brave locks and I've tanked brave locks and I yeah. had it. So I don't know. May have to, may have to, uh, uh, I don't know. God, God, Godspeed. You, you try. You really try. <laughs> One, and I think, you know, and looking at them, they're new, you know, because you can, you can yeah. right click on the party list and look at their profile and you can see what they have leveled. And like the tank only had the tank leveled and the black mage only had black mage leveled. I don't think they, you know, their gear wasn't amazing. The tank was missing a hat, complete, or a headpiece completely, and he wasn't wearing any body piece where you can't wear a headpiece. Uh, I think the black mage had no accessories, which makes no sense because the game now gives you accessories when you roll your character. Unless he (laughs) rolled his character way a long time ago and only, I don't know, it it didn't make any sense not to have that gear. So it's just like, I also told him to go to the Hall of the Novice. There you go. I said for some, I said at least you'll get a uh, a nice uh, ring that really you can wear for a long time. Because the game does not give you a lot of low-level accessories that are super good. So the the ring will give you 30% XP buff if you're level 30 or below. And that counts if you're synced level 30 or below. So oh, that's awesome. wear the ring. Go get the ring. Yeah. And it gives you decent gear, at least for the first three or four dungeons, right? But I don't know. It was... It was it was something. And then I had another group where these two people were in there together again, these other two people, and the one's like, let let my friend try to solo it. 
so the one guy was i thought they were joking what yeah no so then he's like no he wants to try to solo the boss well i'm sorry even on warrior and in i think we were in brave locks again a warrior in brave locks is not soloing shit if they don't know how to push their buttons either and well, i don't know if they can solo no and i'm like why why are you going I, into a random dungeon with strangers know. and saying, stand back, bro? Like, that's I, ridiculous. If you want to pull that shit, go with people you know and who are willing to cooperate. I told them if they wanted to do that kind of thing, they should build their own pre-made and not subject yes. random people to it. Because I don't care if you want to do – people do on Mondays or whatever, they do like the all-tank 24-man. They take 24 tanks in. That could be but fun. They, but they pre-make that shit, and you signed up for it. Yes, 100%, yes. Or, you know, people who want to try to do stuff on classes, not jobs, fine, but make a pre-made. Don't subject other people to your shenanigans. If you want to do it naked, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I think I went into a 24-man once where we were every single one of us was a summoner or a scholar, I think. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, we make our own fun. Anyway, so, yeah, Tales from the Duty Finder. <laughs> <laughs> uh i also saw uh actually i didn't see too much uh in my next shenanigans because i rolled a brand new alt uh on the light or dark data center i can't remember which uh mostly i just wanted to see how that how how it flowed now and through 2.0 it okay. took me about 23 hours uh i only ran with uh Duty support, they're called now. It's not trusts for that. It's duty support. Um, it you, you it's it's four NP. You see all four of them at the end of the dungeon. There's four NPCs. So whatever role you are, kicks the other one out. It's the same. You know, I had like the same three NPCs in my group the whole time. And every like six or seven dungeons or five or whatever it was, they do change gear. And then like okay. at the very last dungeon last dungeon or two they all have um grand company gear on <laughs> oh cool it was kind of neat uh and in and, and all the you know solo instances i i might have skipped a couple cutscenes, but i i did i did i did play through the whole thing all the you know so the whole everything from what's the one that takes two seconds and it's now a single Ratavan. I can't remember the name of it. It's before the Praetorium and Castor Meridianum. Anyway, uh-huh. starting there, they like rewrote that whole section. You know, there's some of them are solo trials now. Uh, the two long MSQ ones are shorter four men dungeons, and they've split off some of the fights and some of the other fights into, you know, Ultima itself is is a, uh, a whole yeah. separate trial now. Um, I, I thought it flowed pretty good, and I don't know if they did it. Since in that last patch, or just since the last time I rolled a brand new character, but I think they've done even more trimming of quests. Because I know that there was like a white mage or a conjurer quest. This might have been something they already did. There's some there's some other quests where you go out and do something, kill something, and come back, but then you had to do something else with the item, like light the braziers or something. Uh, those are all trimmed now. So you just basically come back and you're done. It's fine. Okay. It's 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 a it's just kind of a trimming of to make it more like just a normal quest. But um, no, it it felt it felt pretty good. I think that should help people a lot. I think we still have these slog. It is a bit of a slog, though. I think it's not as bad as it used to be from the end of 2.0. Tell Heaven's Word, but um, 
I don't know. I think the new players, especially new players, now as much as I like playing with other people much better, people who are scared of an MMO do have the ability to play with NPCs while they figure their shit out. So, you know, and that's what they've decided they wanted for the game. So I'm, I'm, I'm they've, they've made it kind of all the same now. So yeah, and which is I, fine. I, I kind of want to say because we've talked about this before and we've gotten emails about it and stuff. And I just want to be clear, like, well, I think we talked about it before too. It's like I don't like that stuff in the game that they went that direction. But as long as they've done it, I'm glad they've done it well. <laughs> And I'm glad, you know, they have made it so, you know, people who don't want to be doing the runs with other people, you know, can do it and not, you know, bang their head against the wall because it's so terrible or something. But, yeah, no, it's it's it is not my favorite way to play in an MMO, but I'm glad they've done it. In a fun way and a like visibly, like you said, them changing armor and so they're upgrading with you and all of that stuff. That's really neat that they actually thought through those features to, you know, make this work right. I was slightly disappointed that it wasn't like more because there are like side characters that you see like in Gridania or side characters. You know, there are other adventures that are kind of tertiary characters i kind of was hoping they would grab some of those but i didn't recognize these four at all i'd have to i'd have to go through and look because they don't even have names they're like whatever eager adventurer or something oh okay huh yeah so but um but no it, it was it was uh it was a okay experience uh, uh they they you know a good party where they where i where i'm happy is a good party are, is going to get through those dungeons faster and easier I'm a little sad. Well, I'm, and again, I'm a little sad because my preference for the direction of my idea of a dungeon doesn't match the the direction they've gone in this game. You know, a dungeon mm-hmm. in this game is something you just run a few of them a day, and they're quick <laughs> and and short and everything. I, you know, I want more of a you know more of an exploration dungeon. Maybe it'll take an hour. You know, that kind of thing. But they have trimmed, like, have you done, gone back into, like, Totorak since they've changed it? No. It's just a tunnel. Yeah, that's, I was just going to say, that's kind of what I was laughing when you were talking about it. It's like, we use two terms to describe it. It's either soulless loot tunnel or Disney (laughs) ride. Yeah. And and they both explain them very, very well. And it's not what I'm looking for in a dungeon, but it's the choice that they've made. And so I might as well enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. They're fine for what they are. And, and especially like, like the Disney ride ones, they, they tell the story pretty good. You know, that's, they're, they're kind of fun and interesting. It's a little weird when you get those because you don't really feel, I don't know, when you're going to do your daily dungeon, it's kind of immersion breaking. Yeah. In, in kind of a way, but, but, um, at least they're pretty. <laughs> yeah, because like they took all the little, they took all the little glow lights you had to hit to unlock the doors and stuff. They took all mm-hmm. that out. They, I'm glad they kind of, I'm kind of glad they took out the slime. They left in a little bit of slime on the final boss. You can, <laughs> you, you can like get st- stuck, but that, but that actually makes sense, you know. It doesn't slow down the whole dungeon, but if you walk in the wrong spot. I am mad, though, the last boss in Brayflox, they took away the part where he does a poison pool, and the tank has to pull him out. Really? That was like a situational awareness thing that I thought was really cool. Yeah. No, no, he just does uh, uh, acid AoEs that you just have to dodge. 
Like I just circles. came back and did that for the like we ran it twice on different dates for like the first time I'd been in there in six years and we had almost no trouble whatsoever. Ooh. And that was before they made all those changes. So that just seems kind of yeah unnecessary. Well, but I think I think they took some of the more creative, more uh, harder maybe or maybe maybe harder is not the right word. Non obvious, the more obtuse mechanics. Sure. And I think they took them out of the earlier stuff. We still yeah, have that. It's, you know, it's still present in some of the later stuff, the raids and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I don't, you know, they're more streamlining it and tightening it up and making it so that, you know, the it all goes a little faster and smoother. But I don't know. I, I like yeah. having to figure some stuff out. And I like having to, I don't know. See, there's also nostalgia lenses here, right? Yeah, it's like, I'm sure there's oh, nostalgia goggles have something to do with this. it. But. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. There's there's a little bit – there's something to be said for the way it used to be, and I, I guess I, I can understand why they would change some of these things if people are – if they are major frustration points for some people. or They're probably looking at data, too, that we don't have. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm like, sure. Yeah. They're saying, oh, people die here, you know. Well, people want their dungeons to the take time. 12 minutes. Yeah. That's really what it is. So, yeah. any, any of these dungeons where you have to run around and interact with items and do some other stuff, you know, they've just decided what they wanted things to be. And then they went back and, 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 and squished all the other dungeons up until they fit that mold. Sure. You know. So, which is, which is, I, I like the consistency part of that. I just wish they'd give us another kind of dungeon that had some puzzles or that had some randomness. But I've been, I've been saying that for years. I read something that was really, really sad though this week. Uh, hmm. Somebody was doing Temple of Karn and they'd run it many, many times, you know, through the last year. And they never knew there was that bonus room if you put this tablets on the thing oh, correctly. No, really? Well, there's not really any reason to do it anymore, but the, the stuff that's in that room looks like garbage but it used to be used to craft it was the only place you could get some of the stuff yeah. to craft some of the, some really neat items at the time so it kind of cracked me up because people used to get mad if you did the tablets wrong because you wanted that extra stuff because that was worth money <laughs> oh wow no it was it was very interesting it was actually pretty fun uh playing a character through again through 2.0. I probably won't play her anymore. Well, you know, I've got plenty of other alts everywhere else. But uh, I just wanted to see what it felt like and how going the, the, the going through, especially the, like the last quarter of the patch felt. Sure. Or like, you know, and uh, yeah, I kind of like what they did with some of the, the, there's actually mechanics in some of those fights now. And they actually like put in some of those stack markers. You know, you actually get to see them earlier than you used to. That's really nice. Uh, yeah, Gaius's fight. Uh, he actually does some of the stuff they do in later fights against Garleans, where they do like that X thing, and then you have to get out of the way because it's an AOE, and where they line up on the side, and there's like clones, and it's uh, it was kind of nice to see that they kind of went back and, you know, I think there was even some stuff they went back and kind of edited to make it kind of fit the narrative too. So, That's no, neat. it was cool. I had a good time. All right, listeners, if you want to, you can shoot the shit with us on our website, www.gtffxavia.com, or send us an email or a tweet or something, something, let us know. Uh, we do have, oh, this is an email, or is it a tweet? 
What was that? That is something we got a message on Patreon. Oh. I and I didn't know Patreon. if we actually read it. So I thought even if we did already, we can send out another thank you. <laughs> okay. So it was uh, Sean Mitsu. Hello, longtime fan. You've kept me in the game even when I took long breaks away from the game. Love the show and happy to support. Lunar Silver Star from Marlboro. Well, thank you very much. I... I honestly, I don't, I didn't even know we could get messages on there. So I think. I, that's the thing. I've never even looked in there <laughs> before. Gone. And I was like, oh, I'm curious. And they said, oh, there's a new message. I'm like, oh, well, we'll check it out. And the name sounds so familiar to yeah. me. I'm, I'm truly wondering if Ruby did read this or something, or you read it a couple months ago and I just forgot. But thank you for supporting us. It's, it's <laughs> thank you again. really, really fun to have people enjoying the show and letting us know that they're still listening and supporting so that's great all right then the first town is for blah 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 blah. words are hard i'm not even drinking (laughs) i'm too sober for this shit that's what it is (laughs) i haven't had a drink in like a week uh blasphemy i know blasphemy i'm going to the liquor store tomorrow it's friday (laughs) all right regarding non-participation slash taunting behavior during pvp uh, I I think Ruby and I talked about this the last episode. Some people, if you start losing, they'll just spam "Great Game" a hundred times, and or st- and and then stand at the edge and sulk because you know Gross. you obviously couldn't have a comeback. Anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, Yoshi P says, "I would like to thank you for your interest in Crystalline Conflict, the new five v five PvP content implemented in six point one." They are receiving unprecedented number of reports concerning uncooperative slash slash lethar- how do you say that word, Carrie? Lethargic. Lethargic. I was almost there. Or taunting behavior during matches. Oh, it was the fireworks. Somebody would like light fireworks over the dead body of their enemy. I heard about that. Yeah, that's kind of clever, actually. But I would. Anyway, don't be a douche. Yeah, don't be a douche. (laughs) Thus, I'd like to warn against such behaviors by reviewing the main types of prohibited behaviors. Uncooperative, lethargic behavior. All PvP content, including Crystalline Conflict, is intended to be a battle contest of skill between players. Participants must bring their best to the fight, and for this reason, uncooperative or lethargic Behavior is prohibited. Let's strive to do our best, even in situations where defeat is imminent, regardless of whether or not you're interested in the rewards. I always try my best when I go in there. I might not be good, but I try my best. I'd rather go out in a spectacular display of glorious, just abysmal, you know, just I'm terrible at that shit. So I might as well try my best. I'm still going to be out almost first, but why would you not try? You know, I don't know, Carrie. Tank and white mage combo I heard is pretty much awesome in there. We should try it. We should go play. I've, I haven't <laughs> set foot in there, and I would like to. Yeah, it's actually kind of fun. Uh, okay, number two is taunting abusive behavior. Taunting abusive or slanderous language in chat is prohibited not only in Crystalline Conflict, but in all PvP content. The following examples of target markers, emote usage, and other behaviors are also considered taunting behavior and fall under prohibited activities. Repeatedly using the quick chat phrase, nice job, during a disadvantage situation. Repeatedly using the quick chat phrase, good match, before the outcome of the match has even been decided. (laughs) I saw that one so much. Excessively repeating a particular quick chat phrase. Persistently placing a negative target marker on another ally player. Oh my. I didn't even know you could do that. 
using and repeating an emote on top of a downed opponent. Ah, uh, the teabagging, I assume, some sort. Teabagging. Setting up sure, yeah. fireworks on top of a downed opponent. <laughs> using tell or other methods to directly harass or criticize a player outside of a duty after a match has ended. That's like when, like, I kill somebody in a PvP game and they send me some bullshit message in Steam. I'm like, settle down, bro. <laughs> I'm, I gotta be clear too. I'm laughing, but none of this is really funny. No. Like, if you're being an asshole to other players, stop being an asshole to other players. But the a number of ways that people have found to use the system to be an asshole is kind of clever. I'm I'm laughing at the creativity. That's uh, what it is. There's yeah. still asshole behavior, but I'm. Oh man. Oh, slandering other players through means outside of the game, such as social media. I mean, Jesus Christ, guys! It's a oh, game. Man. It's not even a PvP-focused game. It's, I don't know. Not that that would excuse it. Anyway, the above is not an exhaustive list. Blah, 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 blah. The behavior described in 1 and 2 fall under prohibited activities, so reports are going to be handled. They're going to investigate the logs and review and confirm the validity of the report. If the reported action is confirmed, the case is reviewed for penalty. And they could suspend you guys 3 to 20 days. On the reported player's account, if repeated violations are confirmed, the violators or the violators are deemed to be exceptionally heinous. The account may be permanently banned. PvP matches are win or lose battles, blah blah blah, it can get heated. I mean, it's one thing if you accidentally hit the quick chat phrase. But uh, there may be cases where actions taken during the fervor of battle are reported for taunting or lethargic behavior, but this is what careful log review processes for, to prevent false charges. So they're going to investigate them all thoroughly. In any case, we will continue to make adjustments to PvP job balancing to bring even more exciting, passionate PvP content to you. Please continue to enjoy your matches while upholding the code of contact. How butthurt do you have to be to look somebody up and find their social and then media and like send them a message i don't even know also I, I will say that yoshi p has come up with some very very big language and very flowery ways of saying something that you could be summed down into one sentence which is don't use the tools of pvp to be a dick yeah. And that's, that's the entire message there and yep i'm 100 percent behind him on that one all right, we have uh, 6.11 notes. This was, I think, a smaller patch. This was, uh, they did, uh, I can't speak to length about a lot of these. Uh, mostly actions and traits in the battle system were adjusted. Mm -hmm. uh, There's a, a lot of potency changes. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they added uh, Dragon Song's Reprise Ultimate, which I have not watched one second of video yet. I was waiting till someone has cleared it, and now they have. I may have to go back and look at some of this because it looks like it was kind of fun just listening to the free um, our free company kind of chat about it in Discord or you know post stuff. It sounds like it was pretty interesting, pretty interesting fight. But uh, yeah, I can't remember who cleared it first. We sh we should have probably we should have probably posted that. It wasn't anybody I had heard of before, which doesn't surprise me. But it wasn't like the people who usually do the world firsts and stuff. I don't know. Do you? I, don't I, I even, like, saw the tweet about who won it. Neverland. Neverland. They cleared it. So it was released on the 26th, and I think it was out there for a week, wasn't it? I have no idea. 
Sounds like it was a fun but frustrating fight. <laughs> uh, and then they did do some PvP changes too. Again, mostly potency changes, recast time changes, that kind of thing. Like I think I, I got I got a nerf. White Mage got a nerf. Um, Paladin got something stronger, but <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything else in here. They added new items, but just the weapons from Ultimate, which didn't really tickle my fancy, but I'll never have them anyway, so it hardly matters. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, they did update the 6.1 New Fun Adventure special site. I'm not exactly positive what they updated. Probably, probably the Ultimate stuff. Oh, probably the Ultimate stuff. That makes yeah. sense. Oh, they updated the Myths of the Realm. That's still got a green dot by it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Six point one. Interesting. I don't even know what they did since last time because this stuff was before that. New challenges. Let's see here. Myths of the realm. Yeah, that's that's what I've got. That's got a dot by it. And then they've and got the, Dragon the Songs Reprise Ultimate. That one didn't have a dot by it for me. Really, it did for me. Weird. I did. I didn't do this two weeks ago though, so it might still be from that for me, hmm. maybe. Uh, they they updated a companion app. I haven't launched that thing in months. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything more about that. <laughs> uh, they added new stamps for the company chat and group chat. Oh, huh. let's see. They updated the game. They updated the lodestone. They, uh, this, about every month they do actions against in-game RMT. That's about every month. I like to see the numbers. <laughs> you like to oh, see yeah, the numbers? They- yeah, they terminated yeah. fifteen nineteen and temporarily suspended one for uh, participation in RMT prohibited activities, <laughs> and for advertising they terminated two thirteen. So that's great. Yeah, this is, I, the ones who advertise. I every time I go into a town and one does shout, I always do right click and report. Yeah, just especially if I see it twice. Uh, announcing the winners of the weapon design contest. I had looked at some of these. This they did cool. a weapon yeah. design contest. They have grand prize winners. The paladin set. I love the blue and gold. That's gorgeous. It really is, and I can't wait to use those. I, I that just they so suit what I think of my little tank mm-hmm. that I think they'd be perfect. Yeah, it's a it's a good look. I like that. The shield is there. Well, both pieces are very ornate. A lot of gold and silver and blue, and it, 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 it looks pretty amazing. It reminds me of the mount, like the tanking mount. The I've got a little white, I think it's like a cat or something mount that I got for being a tank. I don't even remember. It's Is it a lion? Long, but I can't remember. Lion or something? But the face on the shield, just, I don't know, well, it just reminds me kind of kind of like a lion, yeah. Just very cool. I like the motif. And then we have a ladle, and then we have the... Like the the little gang of oh the eggplant guy and the onion guy and I love those guys yeah yeah that's an interesting interesting look <laughs> warrior has a giant round circular axe that's a little weird a bomb fish okay bomb fish basher I like the uh, name it's uh, just kind of funny <laughs> dark knight swords got wings okay oh a dark knight sword that's kind of pretty and flowery oh that one's interesting yeah i kind of i kind of like it because it's like almost all of the dark knight swords are like you know they're batman broody emo they are the knight you know 
But uh, yeah, one with like a sakura. Well, it's very pretty and very different. Yeah, I like the different. Gunbreakers, pretty simple and straightforward, but I I, I kind of like it in its elegance that way. And then I do too. That, yeah. that one looks like a shark. <laughs> shark. Shark. Okay. And then there Gun. was a shark. And then there was a shark. Oh, the monk hands look like tough gloves. That's dragon's beard fists. And another shark. <laughs> it's an adorable Jaws. shark, though. Oh, my God. Okay. I I, oh. re- I have to see those. I just have to. Yeah. In game. Yeah. That's too good. Let's see. Oh, the Dragoon Spear is very pretty. I kind of like the kind of a elegant, kind of flowy. I like the colors. Yes, the Fat Cat one is very elegant and flowy. No, no. I'm looking at the Traverse. <laughs> yeah, the Fat Cat one is, is, is pretty funny. That, that, I like the Fat Cat one. It's funny. Fat Cat Face. Ninja. Oh, we got purple. Got a purple. Very stabby. Ninja knife. Very stabby. And a mandragora fork. Oh, my God. A mandragora fork and knife. I like it. Oh, my God. Samurai. Samurai is very nice. Blade. And and a... All right. I have to Based say, I'm so impressed with these. Like, Yeah. Some of, some of them are really creative. They really are. And some of them are funny, and some are playful, and some are beautiful, and some are serious. Like, it's... it's mm-hmm. Such a good mix. Ooh, that bard bow, though. That's a very pretty bard bow. <laughs> the one with the nutkin. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Guns. I love them oh. oh, we have guns that are hidden in flowers. Sure. Sure. Why not? Oh Dancer <laughs> has a couple. Here, just, come put your face a... in my bouquet. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, man, that black mage staff. Both of them. One looks like it has Ooh. a... a, a lantern sort of thing it's like a little flamey dude and then uh of course we have mr scree and some teacups that's something summoner books interesting yeah red mage oh the red mage one is cute the second one is probably my favorite that is we have really cute we have another umbrella a blue mage umbrella okay that one's a cane i like the cane We've already got a white mage one that's kind of like this, but I think I might like this better because it's this got the, like lilies on it. Yeah, the moon with the star hanging down. And oh my god! This, the, that's a, the name day cane with the cake. It's cake and a fork. It's Karen. really cute. And guys, if you oh have not taken goodness. a look at these, go look please at these. go look at the art because it's it's so good and so many people put so much time and creativity and effort into this and i'm highly appreciative because i cannot wait to see these in the game well and somebody was uh sad that some because like the finalists they they have like you scroll down there's more finalists and stuff and some people were like oh i really like some of the finalist ones and it's like you know be patient because in like three years they're going to be like the furniture design contest they're going to roll out some of the finalist ones they wanted it's just like the same thing yeah you know you know the dancer arms that look like tambourines that's awesome you know the black mage wand that looks like a clockwork broom. Yes, please. <laughs> These are amazing. These they are really all are so good. Oh my god, the warrior's blossoming battle axe. Oh, I love that one under the finalists. That one's great. Yeah, I I, I think uh, occasionally you know one of the runners up is uh, the finalists. Sometimes is one of my favorites. So. 
I like this. Like, there's a Phoenix Feather Gunbreaker gun. It's very simple, but I like the idea behind it. Mm. There's another Fat Cat Fist. That's <laughs> that might be a little much, but it's adorable. Very cool. And then uh, the prizes uh, have only slightly changed. We now have the Great Paris Serpent Fashion Accessory as as a possible prize for the finalists. So. Oh my the god. The runner's up. Isn't that cool? I I need a scree umbrella. I know, I kinda want a scree umbrella too. Oh. Too bad I have Great. no artistic ability whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have another housing lottery system issue. This is Pikachu shock shock Pikachu face. Uh okay, Yoshi P says he's very sorry. So this is much like the other days. Uh, entry actually reproducing the issues, fixing identified error, errors. Uh, they finished verifying the fixes as of April 25th, meticulously testing various lottery conditions to make sure that they've addressed all the issues. And then um, restoring the lottery data is the next one. They expect that phase to take about eight business days. And again, he's very sorry that it extends longer than what he said it was going to be. Uh, they plan to conduct maintenance to fix the issues on the public servers and restore lottery results on Monday, May 16th. Okay, so that's why okay. the houses are still not ready to be sold again. That makes sense. So, yeah. So it's, a t- it's expected to take 8 to 10 hours. Holy balls. Okay. So until then, relocation and sales for plots is going to be suspended. And again, Yoshi P is really sorry. Hey, also, I yeah. think I heard maybe somewhere, Yoshi P, sorry. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. I mean, it's like, dude, did you even test? It's kind of the first thing. But I mean, <laughs> on the other hand, it's like, man, it's so easy for that kind of stuff to happen. Well, yeah. yeah. New complex systems and trying to fix all these problems. And so many of these things, you know, until you do some mega testing you're not gonna find the big errors yeah Yeah, it's weird all right then we got let's see just more notes that the game was updated and hot fixes all right so we also have a what's on tap uh we have backstage investigators number eight vfx artist takayasu ishii I, I really only skimmed this, so... Um, Same, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're talking about visual effects, so the in-game imagery that enhances the game's expressiveness and vibrance in ways that wouldn't be possible in the real wor- world. So they're going to go back... We're going backstage to learn how the visual effects are created, and we have a screenshot of the character Mr. Ishii uses during development. He's a longtime colleague. <laughs> he's, been us- he's been using this character for a while, so... Very handsome L's and male there. So uh, apparently she initially worked for an animation production company. So he did that's way too technical for me. But he joined Square Enix in 2007. Worked on Decidia, Crystal Chronicles, Crystal Chronicles, Typo. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of stuff. So uh, the visual effects team is largely divided into three specializations, the cutscenes, the backgrounds, and the battle. So that's interesting. So, it's a uh, neat way to divide them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they differently, differently have different goals, right? For sure. Yeah. 
So the background team is in charge of environmental visual effects. For example, rain, snow, volcanic smoke, water splashing from a waterfall, as well as like mechanics related to environments in boss battles. So uh, this this first one is actually I remember this screenshot and I remember how good this looked actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, that little note here, it's a picture of Taro just crying, tears in her eyes. And it just says, flashy cutscene effects are cool too, but fine details like teary eyes can also grip our hearts. It really does. Mm-hmm. They have a picture of the Limitless Blue trial and uh, all the weather-related mechanics, like clouds and rain, and, and all of those were created by the background team. So th- that was actually a pretty impressive fight with the... Uh, the winds and the and the rain and the lightning and stuff. So uh, let's see. They're also in charge of battle actions, crafting, gathering actions, mounts, emotes, minions, and weapons, including they show off the paint emotes. That was created by the Battle Ethics team. Uh, yeah, I remember them from Cygnus Cape. <laughs> I've never seen that. That looks really oh. neat. Because you can actually get the emotes. I have, I have. You can run around and, and do the paintbrush emote. It's, it was okay. a mechanic in the fight. We should, okay. we should go run it sometime, even just normal mode. So let's see. Uh, so with job actions, the designers provide documentation for each action, and then tell us whether an action is an attack or a heal, and it'll it'll be single target or area of effect. The documentation is typically text based, so the artists are given free reign over the imagery. We have a picture of a bard doing some song with very musical notes. I don't it even know what really ability it is, but yeah. it's, it's a very pretty one. And then from there, the animation team drafts several animations for each action as possible candidates. And then they're reviewed by the animation team, visual effects team, and Shinya Ikada Ichi, Ichi, I don't know, I can't speak words. Ichida? Ichida. Well, I apologize for bad pronunciation. <laughs> Sorry, I can't pronounce words. Same here, uh, yeah. <laughs> To decide which draft to proceed with. Once that's decided, they begin to create the visual effects based on the animation and refine them to their final form while making sure the design doesn't contradict the intended purpose or the specifications of the action. As such, the visual effects team generally has free reign over how the imagery is visualized. However, there's exceptions when the visual effects need to incorporate pre-established assets such as the magic circle for Zodiac. In such cases, the art team provides a design based on the lore, which then they use to design the visual effect. So, so makes sense. Yeah. So, like they already knew Reaper was going to weld a scythe and summon an avatar from the void. So they went for dark imagery based on those details. However, using dark colors alone would make the Reaper visually similar to Dark Knight or Asian. So they decided to give the Reaper a unique unique base color, which resulted in its black and cyan color scheme. So, and then bright greenish colors were common for healer jobs. They weren't used very often for DPS and tanks, so they felt it would be distinguishing for the Reapers. Furthermore, visual effects for previous jobs often emphasize the impact of a hit. For Reaper, we emphasize the trail of their distinctive sweeping attacks to set their visual identity apart from other jobs. That's really cool, because just, uh, I mean, I'm doing a one, two, three combo on, like, any job, but really mm-hmm. visually how it looks is kind of how it, or, and sounds, you know, yes. uh, really really can differentiate the feel of a job. So then, on the other hand, the visual effects switch to black and red once the avatar takes over, so the colors match the lore at that point. It's really neat to think of the depth of thought that goes into, I mean, and I knew it did, but just seeing the detail that they're putting into 
all of these graphics and visual effects is is just really neat. I actually enjoy this sort of thing, like this backstage investigator series. I think it's really kind of interesting. So I'm glad they're doing it. Oh yeah, it's 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 neat to see how much actual thought goes into. It. They don't just slap anything together. I mean, it's 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 pretty neat. Uh, with Sage, they had a bright color palette because it's a healer, but they and they already had the design of the Noliths, Noliths, as well as uh, artwork for Alphano and the Sage gear. So the colors, white and blue, were easily decided. And then the art team asked to give the Noliths a tailing visual effect when they were drawn or sheathed. And that also worked well in white and blue, and another contributing factor into deciding the colors. So. And then for the job actions, in contrast to the light and airy spells where that white mages use, Sage uses geometric barriers and laser attacks. So they chose a somewhat sleek design based on Charlian technology. Additionally, Sage attacks and heals also are, are conducted through the Nullists rather than releasing energy from the character themselves. The Nullists needed to be the center of attention, which provided to be a perplexing challenge for the staff member in charge. So let's see, Miyama asked, so deciding a job's base colors at the outset helps you maintain consistent look with their visual effects. There are many design-related roles in the industry, but what would you say are some unique appeals to working with visual effects? Ishii says, I believe the diversity and freedom of expression is the appeal of visual effects. As I mentioned earlier, though, the Final Fantasy XIV team has documentation on what needs to be done or needs to be made, we're allowed to have free reign over creating the imagery. Rather than being overly specific, their request to the VFX team, they start by allowing us to create whatever we like, and then we give, and then will give us the green light as long as the specifications are quality and befitting of Final Fantasy XIV standards. Of course, being granted total creative freedom comes with its own struggles, but having no restraints and being allowed to create what we want is fun and rewarding. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh... Miami, uh, I ask, I imagine the creative freedom is what enables you to keep creating distinctive and fresh visual effects, even when we have so much content and many different jobs. Of all the visual effects you've worked with on Final Fantasy XIV, is there one you find the most memorable? And he says, it's the Paladin's Passage of Arms. That's a very distinctive, very big, bold uh, Definitely. Paladin wings move. So, yeah, that's the... Uh, very protective one. So if you're standing behind the paladin, you take less damage. It's so funny. I don't think I've ever even noticed the animation because I'm so busy looking at the boss and looking <laughs> at the party and their, you know, life. And, and, like, I spend so much time looking at everything else. I don't think I've truly ever even looked at this animation. But that's... I kind of want to now after seeing this picture. <laughs> well, and I, and I and I see it used more when uh, there's it's a two tank fight and the off tank stacks at the party. They'll use passage of arms, so I have to sure. notice that he's using it, so I can make sure to stand behind it because if you're standing in front of the tank, it doesn't count. Yeah, you know. Meanwhile, white mage has little light airy wings, and they're, they're an AOE effect, so you don't have to be stacked on the white mage. All right, in addition to Passage of Arms being usable anywhere and having to look good in any environment, it also had to emphasize the effect of standing behind the user. I had an extremely hard time with these difficult prerequisites. It ended up being a task where I cycled between creating something and scrapping it most often. 
I'm sure any artist can relate, but when you focus on a project too long, you start to lose sight, whether it looks good or bad, and you get this feeling of, what am I even making again? <laughs> I know that feeling, actually. I do, too. It's, you're like, everything sucks at that point. In the midst of that, I showed my original draft to my leader at the time and producer and director, Yoshida. Their positive feedback helped me feel that I was on to something, which boosted my motivation and helped me finish the project. So for me, Passage of Arms is my most memorable work because it reminds me of my struggle and accomplishment. Those are the ones that feel the best, too, when you make something. Yeah. And you have so much trouble with it, but you push through and you get something even better and it just feels good. I get that. Uh, his favorite weapon he's worked on is Ravana's hive weapons. They're they're very uh, red, flamey, and also have the Ravana's butterfly motif, like literally butterflies flying around them. They're pretty bold weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so the hive weapons are cool. Uh, weapon effects are constantly displayed while the weapon is drawn, so they have stricter limitations. That makes it hard to give them lavish animations compared to something like battle effects, which are only displayed once per activation. Admit such limitations, I managed to make the fluttering butterflies using models created with minimal polygons that re- involved researching super, lo- super slow motion footage of real butterflies to replicate their movement as closely as possible, which was tremendously a meticulous endeavor for me at the time. So the butterflies, they have an image here that just looks like two envelopes intersected, honestly. <laughs> it really does. And, That's really yeah. neat. It says the butterflies are made by adding textures to this mesh, which is a collection of polygons, and scaling, rotating, moving them to make them appear to be flapping their wings. Uh, You talked about uh, the weapons for Dragon Sun's reprise, Ultimate. Uh, Previous Ultimate weapons featured a motif of the encounter, such as the gears and cogs for Alexander, and the weapons from Dragon Sun's reprise also feature a motif for what that will be. Please look forward to it. All right, so Very let's cool. see. Do you have any parting words? Uh, received a lot of encouragement through your comments on social media and the live letter broadcasts at times. A plethora of feedback you've provided has pointed out new aspects for me to improve upon. So if you have any thoughts regarding visual effects, I'd be glad if you could post them on the forums or social media. So that's pretty cool. This is number eight. There are seven other ones. I don't think we've covered them all the time. We usually get over time even <laughs> before sure. we get here, but... Yeah. Very neat. I got no shots. I didn't go to the forums. I haven't either. I have not been to the forums while. at all. And Ruby's usually Ruby scours those pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> usually Ruby's like, go to the forums. You should see what's on the forums. Uh, we did have a mail. I think, Carrie, did you want to cover this one? Yeah, I'll cover this one because it was in response to something that I talked about two episodes ago. So I, I definitely wanted to mention this um i'm gonna read it out here so you guys can sort of know what we're dealing with here and um it was um a listener named nick and he said i'm just writing in to express my disappointment of your latest episode when talking about the egg eating emote Uh, he said has it occurred to you that final fantasy 14 is actually a japanese game the creator is japanese and has different cultural background with custom and etiquette that are different from yours. To just dismiss eating a boiled egg with the shell simply as fucking ridiculous, no one in the world eats it that way, makes you sound ignorant and, quite frankly, living up to the American stereotype, wherein if we do things different than you, we must be wrong and we must conform to your way of living. It is quite a common practice to eat 
in the east to eat hard-boiled eggs with half of, of its shell still attached. You wouldn't need a, to use a napkin or a fork to pick it up to eat because the shell protects your dirty hands from contaminating the egg and the shell acts as a vessel when you pour soy sauce into the yolk. Yes, we put soy sauce into a hard-boiled egg. I know it's a complete foreign concept to what you're used to, but we've been eating it this way before you were a country. And do you not think animating an egg with half a shell on takes a little more effort than just having a peeled egg in a single color? You think the artists in Final Fantasy have way too much time on their hands to just add things they pluck out of thin air? Normally I would just brush off stuff like this as ignorance, but I'm totally offended by the amount of times you bang on about how fucking ridiculous this practice is like we're some savages from the Stone Age. And a couple things, okay... Um, the first thing I want to say is I, regardless of the tenor of your comments, I really appreciate your writing to us about this because if there is something that we're saying that bothers you, I truly would like to know about it. Um, I would like to address a couple things here. First of all, I went back and listened to it because I was baffled This because this was not at all what I meant. And if it came off that way, I truly apologize. I really, really apologize if that is the way it was taken because I thought it was clear I was talking about one still frame image of the egg eating emote. I was talking about to eat an egg in such a fashion that you would get eggshell in your mouth was what I thought was fucking ridiculous. Not the idea of eating the egg with the shell still on it. That's I'm not saying anything for or against that. It wasn't a cultural thing at all to me. It was a that specific image of the animation looked like it was probably badly drawn. It looked like it was probably at that angle looked like whoever bit that egg would get the shell in their mouth. I wasn't saying that people who eat with the shell around the base of the egg were heathens or anything like that. <laughs> and that is like. absolutely not my intention of what I meant. Um, so if that is what you thought I was saying, I absolutely wasn't saying that. And I apologize that, that that's how you heard it, because that is not what I meant at all. I was talking about getting eggshell in your mouth. That no one would eat it in a way to get eggshell in their mouth. Not that they had the egg in the shell that you're eating it. That's not what I was trying to say at all. Yeah, so, a lot of people eat egg, especially softer boiled eggs. A lot of times you eat them in the shell. That's just common. I mean, yeah, and and I yeah, I wasn't. That isn't at all what I was trying to say. And if that's how it came off, that's not what I meant at all. That being said, I'm going to put that aside and say a couple things here. Um, Again, getting eggshell in your mouth would be fucking ridiculous. Not eating it with the shell down below so you can hold the egg. That's not at all what I... That's obviously not what I meant, but apparently it wasn't obvious that that's what I meant. So for being unclear, I am sorry. That being said, um, to call me ignorant and accuse me of being an American stereotype because you don't think... Like, that you're conforming to my way of living and that, like, it just, it seemed a little overdone, I guess, was, was, it, it's like, I, I don't know why, 
if you took it the way you took it, I can understand why you would be offended. But of course, that's not what I meant. Um, and yeah, putting soy sauce on a hard boiled egg. Yeah, that sounds delicious. I salt my eggs. I put salsa on my eggs. That's not what I was talking about at all. I was talking about in this animation, in this game, in that particular thing, it looked like you'd get eggshell in your mouth and ignorant of other cultures, though I may be, I can't imagine you wouldn't agree with me that if you were to get eggshell in your mouth because you had the egg that much covered up by the shell, that would be fucking ridiculous. If you disagree with that, absolutely let me know. But I don't know of any culture in the world that eats eggshells on purpose. So I guess that was where I was coming from on that is I was talking about a picture. I wasn't talking about a culture. I was talking about in this particular picture, it looked like you'd get eggshell in your mouth. Now, that being said, after going in the game and getting the animation and watching the animation, it's done very well. It's much lower down. The shell is much lower down on the egg. The egg, like, looks just fine in the game. I didn't think it looked bad in the game at all. Did you, Yelta? No. In fact, I think I said, I think I, I did it, and I'm like, I was even pleasantly surprised how, uh, you, you know, when you take the bite, you, you, he takes it, you put your hand back down, you can see the yolk and everything. You know, he didn't have eggshells in his mouth. I'm saying, you know, it, yeah. it, it, it looked good in the game. The one frame looked stupid. We even went back after, I even went back after, you know, getting this email, and I'm like, I was just saying that the picture looked dumb and no one would eat an egg that way. In a way that would get eggshell in your mouth. Yeah, not that no, and I think that was the unclear part is, you know, that no one would eat it that way. It's like that way in the picture, like to me, it looked like you'd get eggshell in your mouth. Not that you were eating it in the shell at all. And so, yeah, I absolutely, I don't think this was an issue of ignorance or calling you a savage from the stone age and again if that's how it came off to you i i really do apologize but that is not in any way shape or form what i was referring to or what i meant so just just so that's clear um and again i really appreciate you writing because it's a big world okay and there are going to be things i am a white girl from a farm town in Minnesota. <laughs> so there are going to be things that I am culturally unaware of and things that I don't know. This is not what I was talking about. And this this is not... You, you saw something in what I was saying that was not at all what I was saying. So I, I apologize for not being clearer. That's what I will say. And I do appreciate your writing because I want to hear what everybody has to say. Good or bad. I, I really appreciate hearing from our listeners. So thank you for, you know, taking the time to tell us what you thought. Well, there've been plenty of the things in the game that, you know, I've known have been a cultural thing or not understood and found out later. That's a cultural thing. I, I don't know everything everywhere. Even if I didn't think people would eat eggs with the shells on, I would be like, Oh, okay. It's common practice someplace. We probably do some shit here. That would be like, why would you do that? Or, you know, you put salsa on your eggs. Mom, mom used to put ketchup on her eggs. 
Yeah, my husband thinks I'm insane because I put salsa on my eggs, but I think it's delicious. So, however, yeah. I do want to try soy sauce on a hard boiled egg now I because do too. My, I so so we grew up in Minnesota and eggs were bigger on Easter, of course. Hard boiled eggs. In fact, I had such a yen for hard boiled eggs in April. I probably wiped out a carton. <laughs> and I tried different ways of doing the hard boiled eggs so I could get them, you know, peeled more cleanly. And uh, we, we, I, I eat them literally. I peel two hard boiled eggs. I put them in a a bowl and I salt them and roll them around in the bowl. <laughs> and then I bite them and then I salt the part I bit because I don't have enough sodium in my. No, diet. I do the same thing. It's so funny. <laughs> I well, I stand over my sink. I stand over my sink. I peel my egg and then I salt it over the sink. And then I take a bite and I salt it over the sink. Now, before savage. anyone, don't at me about the unhealthiness <laughs> level, okay? I just, we, we, it's so funny because I don't know about you, Yelta, but I have been tested numerous times and we, I take after I have low sodium. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how much salt I pour in my body, it is below average. So we get that from our father. He genetically <laughs> has that. We have it too. So yeah. But no, I, like I said, you know, Soy sauce on an egg sounds delicious, considering the amount of you know salt I pour on it anyway. So I might have to try that. So soy sauce I, like, I appreciate you mentioning it. Savory, I, yeah. yeah. Next time I next time I boil because I got a fridge full of soy sauce too. My husband uh, yeah, loves food from all over the world. Mm-hmm. We try a lot of weird shit in this house. I've you know <laughs> my husband's made escargot. He's made you know we've had haggis. We I mean just oh yeah yeah no if, if there if there's some cultural place. I, 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 there's a one place I want to go back to. I can't remember the kind of soup it's called, but it's really hot right now. Or it was really hot at the time in 2018. But I think I didn't like it, but I want to go with someone who knows how to eat it. Cause there were other, there were, there were condiments on the table that I was, oh, is too it scared faux to or is it a faux? faux? I don't know. It's, I, I don't, don't know, know how to, to pronounce it. it, and I apologize again. We're, we're ignorant. Yeah. That well, we're, we're fully, fully admitting there. But yeah. I, I know, I know, I know. I have some friends online who really love it, and I, but I just don't think I knew what to put in it. And I think I, mine was better than yeah. yours because yours I just threw than everything you, in. You threw more like, stuff in, and I was scared everything. I wouldn't like it. So yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, yeah, I, again, I really do. different cultural shit, so. Yeah, I really do appreciate you reaching out because I'd rather talk about these things. Oh, than I'd rather clear you, it up. Yeah, have you simmering in, in your, I don't think I've you ever, know, you know, I, I don't, I don't think of Carrie and racist, so. <laughs> or not overly <laughs> racist. <laughs> I would certainly hope We've not. Oh it. my God. Okay. Oh my goodness. But anyways, yeah, again, if you have a problem or if you're enjoying something, definitely, you know, send us a message. You can send us an email. Um, what is it? GTFFXIV at gmail.com anytime. You can send us a tweet on Twitter. Like, please, please reach out with any interesting things, you know, good comments, bad comments, feedback of any sort. We're happy to hear it. So, yeah, thanks for writing. I, I I appreciate it. All right. I think then it's closing time. Uh, You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can find links to all of our episodes and blog posts on our website, www.gtffxc.com. While you're there, please leave us a comment. And if you'd like to, you can support us by clicking the donation button. You can find us on Twitter at gtffxiv. Email us at gtffxiv at gmail.com. Please rate us. Uh, Personal plugs, Carrie. 
As I'm, you know, trying to hit my mute button and I can't find it. Okay. It's at Carrie Sumasu on Twitter at K-H-A-R-I-I-S-U-M-A-S-U. You can find me on Twitter at Yelta Sumasu, Y-E-L-T-A-S-U-M-A-S-U. As always, thanks for listening and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.